Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to episode three of Sit Still with Sierra. For those of you who may not know, my name is Sierra Lyons. I'm 21 years old and Sit Still with Sierra is a podcast for you to escape from the problems that you may be facing, escape the real world for about 15 to 25 minutes and to just, you know, partake in a positive and uplifting podcast. Um, If you haven't you know, gone back and listened to episode one and two yet, I definitely encourage you to do so because this is the last episode of the first segment of my podcast. So the first three episodes all tie in and have to do with each other. So it kind of would just make a little bit more sense if you hear the first two episodes. But if you haven't heard it yet, you can listen to this one and then go back, no problem at all. But I'm excited for today's topic. It's something that I think is really important and It's something that we all need to, if we haven't already realized it, we need to come to this realization. And if we have already realized it, we need to just practice it more. Um, And you're probably wondering what I'm talking about specifically, but I will get into that in just a bit. But before I do that, if you're not already following me on Instagram, you should definitely do that at Sit Still with Sierra and like my Facebook page, Sit Still with Sierra. So you can stay in the loop on, you know, things that are coming up. And so that we can just, you know, have a conversation. You obviously can't answer me right here and right now. Um, And so, or I can't hear you if you do answer. So it's just a great place to be more communal and a bit more collaborative. So make sure you are following and liking those pages. Now, without further ado, let's get into the third episode. Okay, so this episode, I want to talk about uh, a little bit deeper in getting to know yourself and a big portion of getting to know yourself for me that I didn't even realize until me and my sister Faith are having a conversation one day. Um, me and my sisters always have really deep conversations. My older sister Kendra, me, and and then my uh, other sister Faith, who's the middle child, we always have great conversation. But um, one day we were talking and I have not experienced this yet because I am still a student. I'm still in college. I'm in my fourth year. I graduate next year. Very excited. Um, but she was talking about kind of refining yourself after graduation and separating yourself from, you know, this title that you've been attached to pretty much your whole life. Um, You know, if you choose to go to college or not, up until the point of about 18 years old to, you know, your late 20s when you will more than likely be graduating or your mid-20s, you know, you, you have this title of being a student and it is a crazy world to graduate and no longer have that title on you. And then you're like, okay, so now what do I do? Um, and not just the title of student, that can go for anything. If you have been in a position at your job for a long time, or if you have you know, a very prominent role in your family, like if you are maybe the oldest child and you have always been like the motherly child to your younger siblings, you may have had that title placed on you for a long time. So when you are able to maybe break out of those titles and positions, it can sometimes be a little bit, um, you know, nerve wracking because you don't know how to separate your identity from the title that you've been placed with for so long. And that's what I really want to talk about because the first two episodes, the very first episode I talked about re-meeting yourself. And the second episode, I kind of talked about personality traits and uh, different personality types. And so I think a major part of those two things is separating yourself from the titles and labels and accolades. Specifically, I want to talk about the accolades because this is something that I can talk about for sure. Um, my experience of being a pretty much A student my whole life, an AB student, you know, sometimes, and just being like a stellar student, it's very easy to get caught up in the accolades of being, you know, on the president's list or having honor roll, dean's list, whatever the case may be. 
And sometimes when you fail or don't, you know, succeed in the way in which you want it to, it can really tarnish how you view yourself if you view yourself as that thing. So if you only view yourself as a student, if you sometimes slip up, you can sometimes feel like you failed as a human being, that you're a failure as opposed to, you know, not doing your best along the way. Um, I think this is such an important topic because I have so many friends, obviously most of my friends are around the same age group as me, but I don't want people to think that, you know, you need to turn this podcast off if you're older. I definitely, definitely feel like this is something that we all experience and it's, it's an issue. It's an issue that we a lot of times associate our accolades with who we are as human beings. Um, our whole identity is placed in that and I really just want to say if I could simplify this whole podcast in one sentence. Um, If you didn't have the time to listen to the whole thing, it would be summed up and just relax, take the pressure off of yourself and know that you are not a failure. I, for, you know, I am a perfectionist and I'm slowly but surely breaking out of that. I am trying my very hardest to, you know, not get so caught up in, in titles, not get so caught up in when I succeed or when I fail. And to know that that's not necessarily a reflection of who I am as a human being, but that's just a scenario in life. That's just an instance in life. And that doesn't have the final say-so over who I am as a human being. Um, one of the biggest examples that I could tell from my personal life about this you know, uh, situation that I'm talking about is I am a broadcast journalism student. And one of the requirements for graduating is that I have to pass my capstone. And a part of capstone is you have to have at least, at least, um, really it's better to have more, but at least you have to have one internship. And so I came to my school that I'm at now as a transfer student this last August. And so while I don't regret being a transfer student at all, like if I could do my life over, I would do everything the same. I went to community college my first two years of college and I don't regret that at all. Um, I know community college gets a bad rep sometimes or there's a stigma around, you know, staying in your hometown, going to college. If anybody's listening, they're trying to decide, if you're a senior in high school and you're listening to this, just know that if you choose to go to a community college, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I don't regret it at all. Um, Of course, there are going to be challenges that come with transferring over to a university after, but I don't think that that outweighs you know, the experience that I had at my community college. But part of being a transfer student, a little bit of the challenge is that I wasn't at my university the first two years as a freshman and sophomore. So I wasn't in the clubs and organizations. I wasn't, you know, networking with the people that come and visit my, you know, department. I wasn't doing all those things. So getting an internship as a transfer student is really difficult at times, especially if you come from a community college whose journalism program wasn't, you know, very huge. There are only a few, you know, a couple classes offered to you as a journalism major. It can be difficult to transfer over um, and just adjust to the situation that I'm currently in. So securing an internship, most of the time you, you know, you're aiming to get an internship during the summertime just so that you aren't interrupting the flow of school or you don't have to try and balance school, work, and an internship all at once. So that's kind of the ideal thing. That's not what everyone does. You can definitely have an internship during the fall and spring, but summer is pretty ideal because your schedule will be a little bit more clear. So I, you know, my fall semester, my first semester on campus, I'm going hard, I'm networking, I'm joining clubs, I'm writing, I'm freelancing, I'm blah, 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 editing doing all those things and I'm trying to you know apply to all the internships that I can secure an internship well you know I my parents raised me to always dream big you know they you know they told me 
And it's not a lie, you know, how they raised me, but they always told me that I can do whatever I put my mind to. I've always been surrounded by great leaders in my life who have told me that. And so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to strive big. So this is a story of a girl who, for her very first internship, went for like the top, like the very top. Um, I'm not going to say the publication, but everybody knows what this publication is. It's one of the most notable publications in the entire country, probably the world. And you know what? It, it was my, it was on my radar. I networked with some great people who, you know, had experience working with this publication, who currently work for the publication, who, you know, were excelling in the journal, journalism arena and are still excelling. And I just went for it. You know, they, of course, I applied to other internships as well, but this was the one that I really, really had my eye on. And I worked my butt off. I worked my butt off for the essay and for, you know, having my resume all put together and for the interview and all of those things. Like, I was absolutely putting all of my, you know, free time, of, you know, apart from school and the clubs that I was a part of, putting it into focusing on securing this internship because I need it. Um, and so, it, you know, months went by. They said that, you know, the turn-in date for the whole application versus the date that we would hear back, it was very a lot of time in between. So here I am panicking, freaking out. You know, I prayed so many times. I knew it was all in God's hand. And I, I felt that I was going to get it. And I found out, I don't remember exactly the, you know, day, month, whatever that I found out I didn't get it, but I was absolutely crushed, like crushed that I didn't get it. I was for sure I was going to get it. Um, Not so much because I just think I'm like all that, but you know, the people I networked with, my professors, my family, my friends, you know, the people that I chose, you know, I told that I was going for this big internship. I just felt so confident in the fact that I was going to get it. And so when I didn't get it, um, I think it was January this of this year or February maybe that they announced, you know, who got it and who didn't. I was absolutely crushed and I felt like a failure. I literally felt like a failure because I had invested so much of who I am and invested my time and my energy and my resources into securing this internship that when I didn't get it, I was just absolutely crushed. And so I am always the person who I've really learned how to network. Um, that's for sure the biggest takeaway other than writing and editing of course from journalism is that you have to absolutely network and so I you know reached out to the director over the internship for this publication and I just emailed him and I said hey of course you know I know you're busy and things like that but if you have any free time I would love to talk to you or maybe email you and just get some feedback on my application as to why I didn't get the you know internship and what I can do better for next time and I I mean, it's not that I didn't expect him to answer, but I wasn't dead set on him answering me. I know he's very busy, he has all these applicants, and he probably wouldn't get back to me. Well, he absolutely did get back to me. Um, He actually called me while I was in the middle of class. Well, we emailed first, and then he said he wanted to call me, and he absolutely had no problem with talking to me. And he called me while I was in class. I, of course, skirt-skirted out of class, took the phone call, and... He, you know, one of the first things that he said on the phone to me, which was nice to know because I was really feeling like a failure. He was like, Sierra, I don't want you to think that you are a failure. I I kid you not. That's what he said to me. So I don't want you to think that you failed in any way. um, Or I don't want you to feel like you, this is it for you. Like if you didn't get this internship, you're never going to get anything. 
he said you are act you're actually the alternative for if one of the other 20 interns if someone declines you're who we would call first he said i don't want you to think that you're a failure because you didn't get this you were so 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 close of course you know there's people all over the country there's college students you know applying for this internship all over the country and it's not that you weren't good enough at all you were absolutely great and he asked me if I had any other internships before and I said no I had not and he said for this to be your first internship that you're going after you knocked it out of the park and I don't want you to think that you're a failure I don't want you to think that this is it for you and then he went on of course we talked some more on the phone he really really encouraged me and I thought that that was just wonderful one that he took the time out of his day to do so but also to give me like encouraging words journalist to journalist and to really help motivate me because like I said I was feeling very low during this time and I just was not you know feeling like myself I felt like a failure because I didn't get the internship and for so long you know like I said I've been an A student AB student nearly my whole entire life you know, pretty much everything that I've gone after, like if I've applied to something or I've auditioned for something or I've wanted to do something, I get it. I, I, and my mom said that to me. She said, you know, this is really one of the first times ever in your life that you have gone after something and didn't get it. And I was like, yeah, that's true. I guess that's why it feels so much more painful that I didn't get it because I'm used to, I'm used to that. I'm used to going after something that I want to do and getting it. So it did hurt when I didn't get it, but to hear him say that on the phone was the encouragement that I needed because going back to the point of this episode is that we are not our accolades, we're not our titles. I was spending my time, you know, I was spending so much of my time feeling like a failure because I didn't get it, but I remember something that one of my teachers at the community college I went to, actually, he, he always said to us, he said, the opposite of success is not failure. The opposite of success is quitting. And I will never forget that. Um, I will never forget those words that he said. And maybe he didn't make that up himself, but that was the first time I had ever heard that. And I think about that quote all the time, really. The opposite of success is not failure, it's quitting. And after I didn't get the internship, I almost said the publication name, after I didn't get it, I did not quit. I kept applying to other internships and hindsight 2020, I am actually thankful that I did not get it because as we all know, this is my first time ever saying this on the podcast, coronavirus is currently going on and it was, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it. And I honestly feel like I would have been more crushed if I would have gotten the internship and then it got canceled because of corona. So in hindsight 2020, you know, God already knew what was approaching. God already knew about this pandemic and he already knew how things were gonna play out, and he also knew how I would probably react if I did not get to go, but got the internship. So in hindsight 2020, I really am thankful, and I do trust the process and plan for my life, you know, greater than than an internship. So that is just my little story. It was a, kind of a long story, I'm sorry, but that is my story of what really had to click for me Uh, to help me separate my accolades or separate my titles from who I am as a person. And I encourage you to do so. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, it's like we have titles placed in this. If you have been at a job for a long time or if you have a role like this is just your role in life, like this is what people know you to do or know you to be and maybe you're not in that title anymore. Maybe you've resigned, retired, quit, moved, 
whatever the case may be, you're no longer serving in that position, it can sometimes feel like, okay, now who am I? And I think that that's why episode one and two is important for you to go back and listen to of re-meeting yourself, because I think that that is so important, especially when you've left a position or you're in a season of your life where it's kind of just a question mark over this season. You don't really know what's next. You don't really know who you are as a person because you've been connected to a title. Um, Like I said, for, you know, if you are a high school graduate or a college graduate, you're like on the brink of graduating and you're about to no longer be in school anymore, I am walking through that journey with you because I will be graduating next year from college. I will be done. I will no longer have the title of student for the rest of my life unless God literally forces me to go to grad school. I have absolutely no desire to do so, but (laughs) I will no longer have that title. So it's going to be a journey of me figuring out, you know, who I am. And I'm glad that I've started early. I've started now before the title is gone. So that maybe when that time period comes around when I graduate, I won't be, you know, in complete utter shock and completely, you know, unaware of who I am. But if you have already graduated, if you are 50, 60, 70, it's never too late to start over. It's never too late to re-meet yourself. But I encourage you to maybe this week or whenever, the next time someone asks you, whether it's at church, work, school, whatever, if somebody asks you to stand up and tell people about yourself or if you're in in an interview and they ask you to tell you a little bit about yourself, um, I encourage you to not use the word student or whatever your job title is. I, I, I do because yes, we are students. Yes, we are engineers. We are technicians. We are whatever, you know, your job title is, but that's not the whole essence of our being. We are human beings at the core and from there, knowing who you are, knowing what makes you you has to be separated from our title or not saying I'm an A student. That's great that you're an A student, but I promise you there's going to come a time period in your life where that title is no longer there. You know, you were an A student, but now you're not. You're not in school anymore. So now who are you? Um, I don't want to sound dowdy or I don't want to sound, you know, negative, but I think that it's important that outside of those constructs of student and whatever career you have that we know who we are because like I mentioned in episode one if you don't know who you are it's going to be very hard relationally for you to make friends for you to have a romantic relationship for you to connect to your boyfriend girlfriend husband wife whatever the case may be if you yourself don't know who you are how do you expect other people to know who you are um like I said, if, you know, that story is very vulnerable and personal for me because that just happened so recently and I'm still growing from that situation. I still think about that internship. I still read this publication almost every day. You know, they send me emails because I'm subscribed to them and, you know, I don't feel any resentment. I don't feel any, you know, I don't feel burdened when I open up my email and read their, you know, subscription letter and things like that. More so I feel encouraged. I feel encouraged to continue going after the things that I want to do and to continue going after the things that I like. And it's funny because I just had an interview for a job that I got. Woohoo! But I just had an interview for a job and she asked me to tell me, tell her a little bit about myself. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was not student. I told her about the things that I love to do, like hobbies, like I love playing piano, I love cooking, I love being outside, I love hanging out with my friends. 
and I really separated the title. Of course, I talked about how I am in school, but that is not the essence of who I am. So at this point, I'm rambling, but I really, really, really do encourage you to break out of that habit because I think that's a habit we've developed just from, you know, conditioning of being in school or conditioning of how to, you know, converse is that we have to talk about those things first, but figure out what it is that you like to do, what it is that you like about yourself and start with those things because that's really who you are more so than being X, Y, and Z. (laughs) I hope that this has encouraged somebody and if it has encouraged you, please let me know. The feedback is awesome. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. That would be helpful as well. And share this podcast with somebody. If there's someone you know, um, whether it's a senior in high school or someone who just retired or is getting ready to do so, share this podcast with them and just encourage them. You never know who it may help. I thank you guys so much for listening if you made it all the way to this point. And I hope to, you know, hear from you guys on social media to connect that way. And I look forward to episode four. Stay tuned. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.